Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Making Me Proud by your girl, a magical M. So, for anyone that's new to this podcast, this is a podcast where I basically read an episode. I said episode, what? I read a page from my journal or from a, years, a year ago or longer than a year ago. I have about 10 years worth of journal writings. And I just try and remember who I was at that point and if I'm making that person who was in that situation, that version of myself who was in that situation, proud as I am now. Or like what work I need to do to get to the point where I can feel proud of myself in that particular aspect. Okay, I felt a cough coming along there, so there might have been a brief pause. And now I have mentioned it. I don't know why I mentioned it. I'm sure it would have been a flawless transition. Why do I keep messing up with my audio? It's cool, though. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. So, um, first update is... So, I do love 703WF as my editing. My The team over there, they've been doing my editing for the last few episodes. And I love them. However, I am broke. <laughs> I am broke. So, I have decided to just start editing my own videos because... I am realizing that I will soon be unemployed and I do not necessarily have the funds to um, to do that. And I'm like, unless I blow up, I mean, the podcast and then it pays for itself. Like, I mean, share with a friend. But, you know, but um, realistically, yeah, it, it's expensive. So it's a little bit not expensive, but it's like it it's pricing wise. I got a good discount, but it still feels like my my. It's just an extra line line item in my budget that I currently do not have the funds to add to my budget in this on a weekly basis. If I'm trying to put out episodes every week, which is what I'm trying to do, so my goal now is to record like every Monday or so, or like like record on Mondays, like make that like my day to record or record whenever the hell I'm feeling like it because today I'm recording on a Friday night because you know your girl didn't have plans again (laughs) is that sad like no I feel like I'm pretty happy with not having plans like I feel like I love it when my plans get canceled but that's like a big side note like I love it when like I have a major plan or like my friend has a major plan and then you know like I like being invited I love being invited but I also love it when it doesn't need to happen in the end. Like when it's like, oh, you know, for some reason, like everybody just got busy or, you know, something happened. Obviously not something, you know, terrible, but just change of plans. It's not, it doesn't need to happen anymore. What? I get to sleep. I get to watch my shows. I get to make this podcast, question mark. And so it's like, it's just all that time back that I, I'm like, maybe I'm just too much of a like hermit that I just really love being by myself and I do love my friends and I love spending time with them, but I really also love being by myself. So that makes me, it's equally, it's equally a win-win situation. That's usually where I'm at. But back to my editor. So I love you. I know, you know, I don't know if you listen to this episode editor. If you, you know, if this podcast makes it big, I will be able to come back and get your services. Okay. So that's to you. Hashtag. Don't forget about me. And don't forget about me. And don't forget about that discount. And so, okay. But on to other things. 
So in this episode, I wanted to read an an actual, I wanted to read, it's not a journal entry, but it's actually a blog post from my blog that I'm not going to plug because I'm still anonymous. But I feel like it's relevant. It's not a year ago either. So I'm breaking my own rules, which is so scandalous of me. But alas, it's my podcast and I will do as I please. So it's I, I about maybe like four or five months ago that I made that post. It was a PR like manifestation post about how I wanted to quit my job because I was so irritated one weekend because my boss made me come in both days of the weekend. But I'll just read the journal entry first and then I will talk more about um, where I'm at now. And I'm definitely proud of myself, spoiler alert for that one, but like, that's why I want to read it because I, I thought about it a lot and I've been reading that same post a lot just to be like, wow, I really like manifested this into reality. That's crazy. Okay. So the post is called Let's Quit This Bitch. And I'll just start reading it off. I don't think it's that long, but actually I, can, I guess it's kind of long. All right. I started thinking about what I would need to do or have to feel comfortable quitting my nine to five job in March. For those new to the blog, it, yeah, my blog, I'm returning to school for my MBA in fall 2024, manifesting this even though I haven't even applied yet. At that time, I hadn't applied. This was back in April, um, August 19th. So August 19th of this year. So today is December 8th. So that was a few months ago. And as I speak now, I've gotten into Yale. Um, if you listen to my last episode, exciting. And I have additional news because I also got into Emory University with the full ride as well. So options, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh! Anyway, so um, so back to the post. Or, yeah, back to the post. Um, but I've been thinking about having a summer vacation, like a long summer vacation, like the type I used to have when I was in school. I started thinking about quitting earlier than next May. So I... I started, I started thinking about quitting, quitting earlier than next May, but I was like, that's a pipe dream. Then I kept thinking about it, and I realized it wasn't that crazy of an idea. After going to work both days of my last weekend, I've decided, fuck my job, I need to quit in March. Why March? I want to get my bonus, which would really help me out if I, am, if I end up breaking my lease. And this year, my, my bonus was really fat. So if my bonus next year is anywhere close to that, then fuck yeah, amazing. My dream is to give my boss my two weeks notice right after he hands me my bonus documentation. I do acknowledge some privilege here because my parents will support me with, with some of the tuition for grad school. They've set, out this, they've set aside money to help me out for some years. All, all the programs I'm shooting for cost between $200,000 to $250,000 total for, for the full two years. That's including living expenses. I know this is not the most, traditional, the most traditionally financially independent decision, but this is my life. And I'm a live, baby. I've, sa- I've saved about, about $60,000. So that means I need about $140,000 to $190,000 from my parents' financial aid and so on. (laughs) But realistically, what would it take for me to quit in March? One, get into one MBA program. Two, get scholarships to help pay for tuition. (laughs) Three, 
need to end my lease early or at least have enough money to pay off the last few months if I quit early. Four, save up money and miles so that I can go on trips for a few months for a few months of travel. Five, a pre-MBA internship for experience and money. So try and get an experience, an internship before actually getting it before like the program starts, if I can get one. Six, sell all my furniture in my apartment so that I can get some money if I play my cards right that I can use to pay off my landlord. Seven, let my landlord keep my deposit if as as a form of if if I have to break the lease, like as a form of negotiation. Um I I paid about twenty five hundred dollars for my deposit, which is about a month and a half's worth of rent. So that could that could help out a lot. Eight, rent free living till school starts. So basically schmoozing from one friend to another across the state and across <laughs> the country. I don't want to trade life energy for ten thousand dollars, which is four extra months of working. In the grand scheme of life, I won't get this time back. And I want to live, goddammit. I'm being dramatic, but also not really. The last three years have drained me, XOXO. So that was the post. (laughs) And a lot of it was pretty naive. And I also feel like, so this blog I have, it's on like my, specifically on like my financial independence journey. It's not about, I mean, there's also a lot of mental health stuff. And I kind of, it's kind of like my podcast. Like I just kind of, talk about my life to some degree but I feel like the main purpose of it is to talk more about like my the my journey towards trying to retire by the time I'm 40 or not retire in the sense of like just doing nothing but like being able to like being able to know that I've reached a point where I'm working because I want to work like I'm working because I'm working on stuff that I actually am super excited about like I'm not working because oh, I have to, and I have to pay bills. It's like, no, I have the money. Like, I have set up my life in a way that I've, you know, I have income streams and everything is fine. Now now I'm just doing things that I want to do. Like, I'm not trading life energy. If there's a book called the, there's a book called Die With Zero that I really like. And it's like, I'm not trading like memory dividends. I'm not trading time that are, that is important, like, time that I could have spent with family or friends like I'm not trading any of that time just because I'm working you know so that is something that I I, I've that's like a path that I've been on and that's my financial independence journey which I feel like I want to give that whole journey and how I got to it a full episode or seven like it's probably going to be like a long thread of like what it is how I got into it resources and all of that, that, you know, if you're interested, you can look into as well. So some things that I wanted to know from that post, because as I reflect on it now, I realize like that a lot of it, I was pretty naive. This was like, this was four months ago. So I, I've like grown obviously slightly since then, but I don't know why I thought my parents had $200,000 because they did not, they did not. Like I had like an honest conversation with my mom about school and she was very much like I could I could feel like her trembling a little bit. I'm sure she would have found a way to support me in some way. She would have helped me out in some way, probably not the full thing, probably not even close. And I would have had to at least end up with like maybe like 60, 70K of debt minimum 
And I was like, that's just not an option in my brain. Because I'm like, I've literally, as I've just mentioned, I'm on this path where I don't want to be worrying about money. And if I have $60,000 in debt, you best believe I'll be worrying about money. So I'm like, I'm really firstly, I have to say again, really grateful that I got in with full rides because that was this is all I wanted, like, in terms of, like, I'm not even worried about money now. So now I'm just worried about, like, am I choosing the best program for me? You know, am I choosing the best opportunity, like, that I can get, you know, from this whole experience? So that was one point of, of it that I felt like was really naive, that I was like, wait, I really need to <laughs> take some steps back and realize that, like, at the time when I wrote this post, I was, like, I was worried or I, I was, like, I don't know, like, because my parents helped me through through undergrad, but undergrad was four years, and it was also not as expensive. And so they had, like, more spread out time to, like, really, like, you know, be able to, like, save money, be able to, like, plan. But, like, this time it's just, like, very abbreviated timeline. And I honestly also don't want to accept their help because I feel like I, I've reached this phase in my life where I'm independent. And I feel like I talked about this in episode three a little bit, but... I just don't, I don't want to have to like, I don't want to have to feel like I, I don't think I talked about it, but I don't want to feel like I owe anyone anything in terms of like, now I have to like consult my my parents before I make decisions because I'm using their money. Like, I don't want to do that. I feel like I've reached a phase where I've like, I have a relationship with my parents where I don't ask for anything. I don't ask for permission. Like, it's just a matter of like, oh, maybe I'm getting your advice here and there, but I'm not asking you before I go do things. Like, I'm just going to go do it. And hopefully it wouldn't make you like upset, but if it makes you upset, like it's still my life, like I'm going to do it. But it's like, if I'm at the point where I'm like needing their financial support, I'll feel this guilt about, oh, I have to ask, or, you know, I would like really, I like respect their opinion, but then I'd really feel like, pressured to like listen to their opinion because they are investing money in me so I didn't want I didn't want that either I didn't want that either which is why I was like you know the best case scenario is that I get in for free and that is where I'm at so I'm like perfect that is perfect now I have money that I can use for two years of living I don't have to get a job on on in school but I will still probably get a job because I'd rather use that money for literally anything else. So I, I like, I want to, I want to, I want to always like be good financially, if that makes sense. So anyway, but some more things that I read on here as I had like eight different things on my list of things that I would need to do so that I could quit by March. So my current dream date is not even March anymore. It's April just because I was thinking about it in terms of timing, in terms of like paying for my my last month's rent, in terms of just a few things. And I was like, wait, what is that? I'm hearing some random sounds. I do live alone. Okay, it's just my laundry, cool. All right, so um, back to what I was doing. So the I had eight different reasons for why or like different criteria of things that I needed to do so that I could feel comfortable walking away from my job in like April. And I feel like it's kind of ballsy of me to release this episode before I actually quit. But I literally, like I checked my Spotify platform yesterday or uh, today, literally today. I checked it like actually five minutes before recording this podcast. So I don't know why I said it like yesterday, like I'm so casual, but no, I'm not. I checked it right before I started. And um, I had like, 11 or sorry 25 25 plays 
So 25 people have listened to my podcast or like different episodes. And I can probably count all of the people that have done it. Like I don't think it's anybody that I don't know. So, and if there is somebody that I don't know that's listening to this and it's like, you know, fascinated by me, I love you. Marry me? Question mark. Anyway, no, but also maybe send pics. Anyway, so, um, uh, but on, on like a more serious note, like I, I really do appreciate everybody who is listening, friend or, you know, some supporter out there that I don't know. And if you're from work, please keep this to yourself. Like, please hold on to this information until I quit. If you snitch on me, fuck you. Anyway, so, (laughs) crazy. But yeah, so that's my current plan because I, well, I said I was going to stop having plans per my last episode, but it's still my, like, I just can't stop myself from having plans, okay? Like, this is something, this is a plan I'm actually excited to have. Like, this is the, this is still actually technically part of the four-year plan. So it's not a new plan. It's just a different aspect of it. So, um, anyway, so in terms of number one, I've gotten into an MBA program, so that's done. Two, I've gotten a full ride, so scholarships is not an issue. Three, I need to end my lease early. I, so I sent a text to my landlord um, because my landlord and I, we've just, it's been a few years of just rockiness because she's elderly and so, and she's really cheap. And so she's like, I've had like this, my whole balcony, like I've lived in this apartment for over two years and I've not never once been able to use my balcony. It's been like boarded up for the last few years that I've, the two whole years that I've lived here because they were supposed to do some renovations. The HOA of, because I live in a condo, was supposed to do renovations two fucking years ago during COVID and it never happened. And every time I ask my landlord, she's like, oh, it's up to the HLA. And I'm like, bitch, it's, I'm out. Peace out. Like, fuck you. I'm moving out. Anyway, but I mean, so that's one of the things that has pissed me off. Another thing that pisses me off is the gate of the apartment complex keeps fucking breaking. And every time, like, it always breaks, like, right before my parents come and visit me. And by the time, once they fix it, like, it always breaks, like, right before my parents come. Like, they visited me, like, twice this year. And both of the times they visited me was when the gate, like, decided to break. And then the gate proceeds to be broken for another, like, three to five months. So it's always, like, oh, my parents are, like, oh, this area is so unsafe. Uh-huh. And I'm, like, I mean, you're not wrong. But you're also, like, having that gate isn't, like, actually protection. It's literally just a gate that if anyone wanted to come in, they would just jump over it. Like, there's no, like, guard or anything watching it. Like, this is not a bougie area in any way shape or form it's just a gate that gives you this false sense of security but whatever you need to do to sleep at night because i mean i've been sleeping at night so far for two years of living alone and i mean the first few days was probably kind of scary but like after that i honestly forget that i live alone most of the time because i spend a lot an unreasonable amount of time talking to myself and then i forget that there's no one else in the room which makes me feel slightly crazy but that's also why i started having a podcast so that it's not like super crazy that i'm just talking to myself all the time now i feel like i'm talking to all of you so this makes me feel sane thank you anyway moving on and then money and miles saved for a few months of travel so i didn't have money specifically allocated to travel but considering that now I don't have to use, you know, I don't have to use my savings for school, I'm thinking that I would be able to relocate some of the funds that I've put towards school to travel 
and all the trips that I have to go on next year because I can think of at least a few. Like I have like some conferences I need to attend um, as part of, you know, as part of the, the you know, trying to network and all, all of that fun stuff with trying to get a job once eventually. Um, and then I can think of like some fun trips that I'm trying to think about. Like I want to go to South Korea next year. It's been a dream for a long time. And I want to make it happen finally and see if I can go for a few weeks, not just like one week. Like I want to go for like maybe even the whole month of July. Like what am I even doing in July? If I quit, if I quit in April, at the end of April, like what am I doing in July? I have no plans currently. So perhaps that's what I'll be doing. I'll be in Japan, not Japan. Japan maybe too. I love Japan. I meant South Korea, but Japan is always in my heart. But Japan is always in my heart. <laughs> anyway. So that's four out of eight things that I have semi done. Like, oh, actually, I didn't finish the story with, with my lease, with my landlord, actually. I, I, like, cut it off. I realized I cut it off once I said, well, after I said I should talk in the gate. Um, so, yeah, so back to her. I don't, I don't like her. And I'm kind of done. And so I sent her a text um, yesterday, and I was like, hey, what's the process? Like, I will not be renewing the lease next year. What would be the process to break this lease? Um, two months early like I feel like for me because I've been thinking about a worst case scenario because I always do worst case scenario in my head and I'm like the worst case scenario is that I'd have to pay the last two months and I'm like well my deposit is already like a month and a half's worth of rent and even if she only gives me like half of that or something which she wouldn't because I'm like the apartment is in a better state than when I first got it honestly because when I first got it, it was pretty fucking disgusting and we had to like deep clean and it was just a mess. And so I can give it to her in the same state that she gave it to me. And I'm like, I even if I don't even get my whole deposit back, I might still get some of it back. And that will help me out in those for those last two months of rent that I have to pay, which is fine. So I'm like, I'm not. But obviously, I didn't suggest that as like my first option. I'm like, I want her to tell me, like, maybe she would give me a better option. Maybe she'll say like, oh, if you need to move out early, maybe you just pay $500 instead of paying for the whole two months of rent. Maybe she will do that. Some people do that. I highly doubt that she would. I feel like she'd probably be like, oh, you signed the lease. You have to pay for the full two months. But I'm hoping that, you know, maybe she would be like, oh, you know, just pay like $500 instead of two months rent and we'll call it a day. Or I can just say, just keep my whole deposit. And that's that was one of the options on my list of, of things. So I was like, Oops, that was a burp situation. But I was like, that that would make sense too. If you keep my if you keep my bonus my non bonus if you keep my deposit, that would work because, yeah. Then I'd like I'm like I my head like that deposit isn't coming back to me. Like this the day I paid it, I shed tears. It was painful. It was expensive, and I've forgotten about it since. Like I haven't thought about it until the moment of, oh, like I know when I move out that money is is it maybe but whenever I have like maybes I try not to put a lot of emotional energy into it because I'm like I can't control the outcome of this I can't control whether I'm going to get this money back or not like I'm going to try and do what I can to get it back but I can't control that I would actually get this money back so I've just assumed that I will not get it back and that it's zero dollars and I'm like okay so if it's zero dollars then I actually have to pay two months of rent that's like my worst case scenario is that I have to pay two months of rent for moving out early my best case scenario is that she's like, oh, it's sad that I'm moving out, but, you know, you gave me four months of, uh, or five months of, like, heads up to, like, find someone new. 
okay, maybe just pay $1,000. I highly doubt that she's going to do that, though, knowing her. So I'm fully expecting to just pay the full two months of rent and still move out early. Because I'm like, I feel like for me, the trade-off for me that I'm looking for or that I want, I guess, is that I just don't want to live here anymore. Like, I feel like living here has made me very unhappy to some degree. Like, once, especially once my friends, like, left. Because I used to have, like... I used to have a roommate who is still my same friend that, you know, she's she's the crazy friend that went to, if you listen to my episode about my worst date ever, she went to the San, she went to San Francisco with me um, on my worst date ever. And I was in the background watching. And um, she's the same friend that went to my dance class with me, which I actually need to give an update on. Um, so, yeah, so she, we used to live together and then she moved on to greater, better things out in, a, to an, in another city that's close by, but still like maybe like 40-ish minutes away. And then my other friend that was, that I like my, she was, she actually was a coworker who became a bestie for life because that's always the best type of friends. Um, She moved to Canada. So she really like moved, moved. And I love that girl. And if you're listening, I love you girl. And, uh, but she, she left me, bitch. And so I'm like, now I'm all alone. Like, I mean, I've made some coworker friends um, but like, I don't necessarily hang out with them outside of work. Um, and I said, I mean, I'm in this dance class now, which is nice. And so I get to interact with people, but it's not like we're like, you know, super friends and I can, I like, so it's fine. Like, I'm like, I feel like the part of my life where I had friends in this city is done. And like, this is not a city where there's a lot of young people and there's like a big dating scene or like, I joined like Bumble for friends and that was just a fucking ridiculous. Like, I feel like it's so maybe it's just because of the area I'm living in, but like nobody wants to meet and I'm so confused. I'm like, I'm really not trying to become your text friend. Like even from my, my, the, the same San Francisco dating episode, like I don't want to be a pen pal. Like I literally don't know who you are. Like I'm not going to text you my whole life story and then never meet you. Like that's not what I want. Like I'm trying to find a friend in the city or in, not in, in the area that I'm living in. And if I can't find a friend, like if not, if nobody wants to meet, like, nobody wants to make time, then yeah, it's unfortunate. But I, I mean, I definitely tried for a few months and then I got tired and then I tried again and then I, I got tired again. So maybe I'll try again before I actually end up like moving. But I felt like I had to join like physical clubs like or like a, I started taking a dance class or something like social so that I could try and put myself out there in terms of like making friends that are, you know, new um, or like building new like social connections and whatnot hashtag social being hashtag human humanity animal human animal anyway that's just stupid i was just going on some tangents but the summary there is that i'm looking so i'm really looking forward to moving because i i do feel like you know this chapter of my life needs to be over like in terms of me living where i live i was just kind of in the middle of nowhere and you know, as I mentioned, like the, the dating scene here is not great. The, you know, me trying to make friends scene hasn't been great either. Like there's just not a lot of things that I could, you know, there's not a lot of things that are walkable for me. Like I don't feel safe, like going downtown, you know, at night or like, I, like there's a lot of things like factors like that, because it's not like I can just be like, oh, I'm going to go downtown and have some drinks with friends. Like I'm still going to have to drive myself back because I can't rely on like finding an Uber here because it's just that type of town that doesn't have like consistent Ubers and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm like, I can't live this way. I need to go live somewhere that has young people, has Ubers, has an airport. Like, 
I need to live in a city. Like, that's just some basic stuff. That's just some basic stuff. So I'm like, bro, like, what am I doing? So, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I'm like, I'm ready to forego paying two months of rent if it means that I can leave early, if it means that I can go travel. And because another reason why I was like, and that I really realized that I'd have to quit by that time is that like for all the conferences I need to go for, I can already count at least 10 days of PTO that I would need to take that I will not have earned from my company. Like I won't have earned up to those 10 days by the time I need them. And like if I quit or when I quit, they would end up like back charging me for taking days that I didn't earn. So it's like, why would I just, I'll just quit, like rather quit and then use that time and go instead of losing money, instead of losing money when I actually needed the most, which is, you know, my final pay. So those are just some random thoughts that I was having that I was like, you know, worst case scenario is that she tells me like, hey, you know, you have to pay the full two months rent, like you signed the lease, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll pay the two months rent. I'll try and negotiate, but I'll, you know, just be like, well, I'll pay the two months rent. You have to still give me my deposit, though, because this house was filthy when I moved in and it, I left it less filthy. So you have to give me money. And I don't know if I took pictures. I think I did. So hopefully I can have some picture evidence about how disgusting it was when we first moved in. So or I have to ask my old roommate slash homie for life if she has pictures as well. So, um, well, yeah, so that's that with me breaking up with my landlord because it was definitely her. It was not me. None of that is you, not me. It's me, not you. It's definitely her. Fuck that. And uh, that's about that. Um, the next thing I want to talk about today on similar to that post, because I've already established that I was proud of myself for that because I'm definitely like, I put this out into the universe. It's something I said last time too. Like I put this out into the universe. Like I said it out loud. I prayed about it. Like this was something that I, I like just was like, this is something that I want. Like I had a random thought one day about quitting my job early instead of, instead of waiting until the end of my lease. And I was like, wait, why don't I just do it? Like what is actually stopping me? Nothing. Like literally my friend, ever since I told her I got into Yale, she's like, quit. And then I'm like, I can't. And then, cause I have rent. And then she's like, no, you can't quit. Like you can literally quit right now if you wanted to. And I'm like, honestly, like I mentioned in the last episode, I really could. Like, I think the only thing that's holding me back is the rent for like, you know, the, I don't want to have to pay six months of rent from my savings because that's just money that I'm like, I, I put, I saved towards paying for like living for the next two years of not having a job. So I'm like, uh, but it's like, I can also always get like a part-time job or something. So it's not like the end of the world. You know, if I decided to quit now, like I could quit now and go get a part-time job. That's a lot less hours but that's literally just enough to pay my rent. Maybe I could do that. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I'm actually thinking about it, but I I don't want to work a part-time job. But if it's close and it's walkable distance from my, mm, I'm actually thinking about this. We'll see what the Starbucks is offering, honestly, at this point. Because I'm like, I. but another thing is I actually like my job, my role. I like my role. Like I mentioned in the last episode, like when I first started, I was miserable, but I like in my company, not not this position, but I really like my position. I like my team. I don't want to leave them necessarily stranded at this point, like just out of the blue. It's mostly f it's for them, but it's also for me. Like I just like have a few more months left and I feel like I really want to enjoy it or like enjoy all the things that I enjoy about my job, like my coworkers, enjoy my time with them. But the, the when I first, like the day after I, I heard about Yale, like I went into work and I was like, so this is like the beginning of the end. Like, 
I was really like, I don't know. Like I had a lot of, I was like sad in some ways because I was like, oh, I really like like my coworkers and the people I work with. They're like nice, very nice people. They care. They ask me about my life and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So, but ultimately like, you know, we move on with life and, I, and I've not told anybody remotely that I was even applying to schools or anything like that. I've just, yeah, I've just been... I've just been grinding it out and work and grinding it out once I get home. So nobody knows about all the three years or four years of me hustling and bustling and taking these exams back to back, back to back, just to try and get in. So, but that being said, yeah, I definitely feel like I would miss my current team. I don't hate my job, which is why I'm not going to quit, like, just out of the blue. That's it. I feel like that's a good enough reason. So the next thing I want to talk about, because I'm like, I'm realizing I don't know how long I've been talking, but doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, I'll keep rambling until I've gotten through all my thoughts because I, I feel like I've had a lot of thoughts because obviously I can't help myself but spiral. So here we go. Um, so I started, I called, so, okay, long story. We'll talk, we'll start off yesterday. So yesterday I started spiraling and started watching a bunch of videos about Yale and how like you know, because I, I mentioned I wanted to go into the entertainment space post post getting my MBA. And I was like, try, and I had read that Yale, you know, some of the students end up in the in, end up in entertainment. I feel like, honestly, the experience is what you make of it. Like, you have to go and do all the networking. You have to go and make all the connections. You have to go and, like, really try and get that internship and get that job. Like, I know this in my chest. But I also want my life to be easy. Why? Like, I want my life, I want to live a struggle-free existence. But that doesn't make a good plot. And I know, why? Why can't life just be easy? Like, what the hell? But anyway, I'm like, I have to go and do the work. And I'm like, for me, I was really struggling because in my head, I mean, obviously, I, I had an interview with Stern, um, NYU Stern, yesterday. So NYU's business school program is called Stern. Um, and I had an interview with them yesterday. I wasn't expecting to hear back from NYU because they hadn't gotten back to me. And I had done my interviews for like four other programs weeks ago. So I was like, oh, I'm definitely not going to hear from them. Then like, OK, fine. I also got denied from Stanford. That was just a random update. But I felt the need to like also share that because it's part of the journey. I didn't want to go to Stanford if I'm being honest. Like I just applied. It was also, uh, actually the good thing about Stanford was that was like the best essay I've ever written in my life for like a school or for anything honestly it was the first essay I've ever written that I was like extremely proud of I feel like one day I'm going to read it for the podcast because I was like yeah I didn't get in but like it was a good essay and I really like had a lot of clarity about what I wanted to do with my life when I was writing it so I was proud of that but either way, they didn't accept me, and that's fine, because I wrote the same fucking essay for Yale, and I got in, so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. Or the same-ish essay, like, kind of, the, the prompts were similar. So either way, where somebody doesn't appreciate you, someone else will. That's what that means. Um, but either way, I decided, like, NYU... See, I'm so I'm I'm getting better at like remembering my like my where my tangents go because I was really like wait where did I stop where did I stop and I was like NYU that was where I stopped perfect and I didn't even have to write it down this time, so yeah so NYU like UCLA like there's a few programs I'm applying to that are really really good USC but USC hasn't gotten back to me so I don't know if they're going to deny me or not um, in terms of interviews they didn't give me an interview so that's fine it's, it is what it is, um, but. 
oh see so i forgot where it was god damn it anyway but yeah so oh yeah so nyu ucla they are good programs like if you really want to go into entertainment like they have a lot of like specialized curriculum for that which is one of the things i was looking for in this process yale was one of those schools that i was looking for that it doesn't have like a specialized curriculum for people who want to go into that space it does have like you know clubs and it has like a strong theater program that has um like it like it has like a strong like theater management program so it's more of like you know if you want to go into the theater space it might also be a good program to you know take classes in that space as well and i was like i mean i really like theater like I, okay so i really like theater and all of that when I was in high school and I like acting and I really, like, I feel like I haven't really dived into that phase of like trying to understand how the business of like stage acting and stage performance and all of that works, which is something that, oops, which is something that I'm curious about, but I'm, I haven't looked into at all, but it's somewhat interesting. I'm not like, I'm not trying to be an actress necessarily. I just like professionally, of course, but I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to understand how the business of acting works, which is the purpose. So, cause I have to clarify that to the person I called today, which I will also talk about. So still yesterday, while I was looking at watching a bunch of random videos about Yale and their program, I found this panel about like that, about some students that were, that were, um, you know, that were going into the entertainment space like full time like that or like that were interested and whatnot and I was like oh crazy like there was this one girl she was super confident and cool and so I decided to find her on LinkedIn like at 10 p.m on a Thursday night or something and so I found her on LinkedIn or I think oh yeah it was it was yesterday yeah or two days ago maybe anyway so I found her on LinkedIn and I messaged her and I was like, hey, I watched this video from, you know, earlier this year and I'm, you know, I just got accepted into the program and I had some questions because I'm looking to pivot into that industry. That's, that was my, that's my primary goal. Um, I just wanted to, you know, ask you some questions about your experience and about Yale's like experience in, or not experience, but Yale's like what Yale has to offer in me trying to go into this industry or something like that. And so she so she she was really nice honestly which is a green flag because I'm like I my whole thing is like I really want to go to a program where people are like very responsive and very helpful and very collaborative because like my undergrad experience I feel like I mentioned but my undergrad experience was really like that like everybody was collaborative like all the friends I made in undergrad I'm still friends with now like like I'm going to see one of my friends from undergrad like uh this weekend so that's really exciting. Like I'm going to see another friend that I made from my, from my MLT program too. Like I'm going to the California Bay area this weekend. So it's going to just be, you know, making my, some of my world tours of seeing some friends um, from, from if I made, you know, more recently and in the past as well. So anyway, so I was very much like, she was really great. And I had a conversation with her today. Um, and she was telling me about like how, like, if you only want to do entertainment, like if this is all, you know, you want to do 1000% Yale is not the school for you. And she was very real about it. And I really loved that because I was like, who tells you that? Like, who tells you like, honestly, like, Hey, this program might not be it. Like this might not be, if this is what you want. And that made me really think because she was also like, 
if I'm being, if she's being honest, because she said that she had like a similar background to me in the sense that like I'm Nigerian. She's not Nigerian, but she has like a similar upbringing from her family where like there's this expectation for you to like get a master's degree and from like a really good school and all of that. And I'm like, that's like a side pressure for me. It's also like my parents have expressed that openly multiple times, but it's also like for me, like at the end of the day, like I've put all this blood, sweat and tears and hives. I always have to mention the hives because every time I take the allergy pill, I remember that I've broken my body. And so I, I am, wait, where was I? Oh yeah. So I, like, I understand, like, the pressure of, like, trying to, you know, fit this mold of going to, like, a really big school just because it's, like, the thing to do and it's, like, what you need to do to have success in life and all of that. But I talked about it in, like, a few episodes ago when I talked about beefing with Harvard. Um, and I just, I don't really, I don't know, like, there's a part of me that, like, I want to live in a world where the Ivy League, like, name brand does not matter. Like, the Ivy League name brand is just meaningless. But I know it is meaningful because I'm, like, I know, like, it will open doors for me and it opened doors for me everywhere I go. Like, I said, like, in my last episode that I was, I would have probably sold, like, a kidney when I was in Nigeria to, like, have a shot at going to Yale. Like, I would do whatever I took. Like, that was how important it was for me when I was back in Nigeria. So I know how, like, how these names are seen, like, across the world. Like, if I if I go to Yale and I tell anyone in the world that I went to Yale, like, I would have at least some of their attention. And then I would have to use the rest of my, like, knowledge and skills and everything else to wow them and really be like, oh, but at least they'll get my foot in the door. And I can't deny that that's a, that's a big factor and ultimately, I'm like, in my head, when she told me that, it kind of sunk me. Like, I kind of was like, oh, so, I mean, I haven't heard from my other schools yet. And who knows, like, I could hear back from Columbia tomorrow and then, or next week. And they could tell me, like, oh, I got into Columbia too. And, and with the full ride, because as I said, I'm not even acknowledging schools that don't give me a full ride because I cannot afford to pay for school, as I've just mentioned from that essay. I'm like, and from what I talked about with my parents, like, I have no money to pay for school. I have only money to pay for living expenses that I've like diligently scraped and scraped and scraped for the last three years of my life. And I will literally, I literally cannot, I, I will not take out loans for school if I can avoid it. So, um, so yeah, so that was my, my biggest thing was now that I have this really great school that wants me, mm, they want me. Oh my God, I'm sexy. Anyway, but yeah, so they want me and uh, I and I was like, so they don't have the thing that I want necessarily in terms of like me trying to go to entertainment. Like they don't have a program. They don't have like a specific program for it. Like I'd have to go do all the legwork, which is the thing that I was trying to avoid doing because I was like, I want to already have like the systems already set up for me. Like it's still like I have to go do legwork. Like I have to go network. Like even if I went to like NYU or Columbia, like I'd have to still go do some of that extra work and, you know, reach out to people and blah, blah, blah. And But at least I would have like a bigger network of people who are already doing that. And it would be, I don't know. So those were some things I was thinking about. But then I also started thinking about it because she, she said this thing and she was like, Yale is Yale at the end of the day. Like it's the name brand, as much as I like to act like it doesn't matter or like, you know, Harvard doesn't matter. Like all oh, these big names don't matter. They don't because you can still be successful without them. But they do matter because it's like in a lot of the social circles that actually have influence and a lot of the like 
you know, big movie producers and like so most of them don't have degrees and whatnot, or like maybe they do. And maybe like a lot of the like big executives, I guess, in the film industry, they all have degrees, at least to some level. And they all have like connections. And I'm like, that's the whole point of getting an MBA is to go get like, go get the degree and get the connections. It's mostly the connections, if I'm being honest. Like, the degree is just a degree, but, like, it's, like, it's your platform to, like, go make connections with, like, big leaders in industry and use, like, leverage, like, your alumni network, leverage, like, your current network at the schools and everything. And I feel like long-term, I can make you what I want it to be in my life. Like, even short-term, I can make it what I want to be. It would just be harder. And I feel like I'm just afraid of taking the harder path which I'm, I, I'm like, as I say it now, I'm like, I know that I can still get to my goal. It will be harder. I might have to take a job out, which is fine. Cause I'm like, honestly, my pivot is pretty ambitious anyway. Like I really do not work like in terms of my daytime professional job. Like I do, I did like, I haven't made anything on this independent film work in, a, in like the last year, but in the last few years, like I made like films and stuff and like, but in terms of like my on paper professional career, in addition to, you know, my filmmaking stints and short films here and there, it's like most of my work is very, very far. It's like engineering, like literally it's very, very far from film. And so for me to decide to like pivot into that industry is, is definitely like I'm making a big fucking leap. And like I have to have a lot of people in my corner to make that leap. And I can get people in my corner that have gone to Yale. I can still use, leverage all that Yale has to offer to get me to that point. And I feel like it might be easier if I go to somewhere like New York, somewhere like NYU or somewhere like Columbia. But also they haven't accepted me yet. So I'm like, I need to calm the fuck down and realize like, like I'm trying my best because I'm like, I don't know if they will. Like those are where my, some they would, you know, I don't know if they would give me full time, like even if they did accept me, like would they give me full rides? Like these are just random. These are things that I'm happy that I'm actually recording and I'm saying out loud because I really like listening back to these episodes. Like, yes, I listen to my own podcast because it's kind of therapeutic for me. OK, this is why I'm doing this whole thing, because I'm like in days when I'm spiraling out of control, I want to like listen to an episode where I spiral to the point of like completion and I didn't die. And I didn't die. So I'm like, you know, if I can spiral and get to the point of like, okay, so by the end of this spiral, we've realized that life is still great. We're moving on. Good. Like, that's what, that's the whole point. Like, because I feel like in the past where my anxiety spirals were taking like a turn for the worse was like, I just kept on spiraling. Like, there was like just no hope. Like, in my brain, I just kept going down this path and spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And I couldn't like, I felt like I was drowning. Like, I was like, there was no there was no end. There was no end to the spiral. Like I was like, my life is useless. Like I'm so terrible. Like everybody hates me. Like this is, it was just going and going. And I was like, I don't know where all of that information was coming from. But as I mentioned in the last episode, I was not in a good space. I was not in a good mental space. And it was just like, things were falling apart. It was also during COVID because I felt like that was a context that I didn't even include in, in the episode that I was talking about. But I said it was 2021. So I mean, if you are alive, you would know that that was probably a factor in my in my my state of just like continuous spiral with no end in sight. And so now I'm like, I want to make these episodes, listen back to them and be like, you know what? You spiraled, you went down on this path about how Yale, you know, does not necessarily have 
a lot of tools for if you're trying to only go into entertainment. Like this person I spoke to, like she did entertainment, like she had, um, she had like some background in entertainment, but she was still technically like in what she wanted to do. She wanted to stay within the entertainment industry, but for what she wanted to do, like they still said that it was considered a pivot for even for her with experience in the industry. So I'm like, no matter what, it's still going to be hard because for her, like she still had to go make all the connections. She still had to go do all these things just to like end up getting a job that she wants. Like, it's like, it's not like she had, it's not like she had it easier just because she had experience because so in my head, I'm like, Oh, so it's going to be hard everywhere. So I'm like, okay, it might as well be hard in Yale. You know, I don't know. So I feel like the only thing I have left in terms of like my, my is Yale the school for me or not is first, I need to hear back from the other schools. And secondly, I need to um, go to Connecticut and see, and see if I can live there and see if it's like, see the vibes. Like I've looked at pictures um, I don't know what the winter is like. I mean, I lived in Canada for a little bit. Canada is fucking cold. And I mean, I didn't hate it, but I was mostly indoors. And I'm like, now I'm going to be an adult. Like, I'm going to have to, I have a car, so I'm going to probably have to drive there. But I'm thinking, they, I read that it was like a walkable city, which is what I, I like walkable. I like places that I, I can just like walk, you know, even if it takes a bit longer, because... I don't like driving. We've talked about this. I'm like, I know I've talked about this because I'm like, I tell everybody and their mom that I don't like to drive because I want them to drive me if possible. You know, I want them to have mercy on me and be like, oh, you don't like driving? Oh, my poor girl. I'm going to give you a ride. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you. But alas, most people, I just tell them I don't like driving. I'll be like, oh, that's sad. But maybe if you liked it, I'll be like, but what? What do you mean by maybe if I liked it? Why not just give me a ride? I'm confused. Anyway. Well, anyway, it is what it is. But if you're my friend, um. Thank you for driving me. Um, please drive me more. This is that all my friends who drive and who I usually just sit in the back seat and hope that they drive me when they come visit. Thank you. Anyway, you know who you are. Kiss, kiss. Anyway, friends. And so, um, so yeah, so I think, I feel like that was where I needed to go, actually. Like, I'm trying to think about, I have like a, because I have a post-it note where I'm writing like, just some of the things that I want to talk about on my episodes so that, yes, you know, I, I really like my rambly style. I like my, you know, being slightly all over the place and tangents and stories. And I'm also trying to, if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you. Um, I'm trying to make my episodes, publish them on, on Wednesdays now, like consistently. So I'm like, my, my goal is just to record whenever I feel like venting and also on Mondays. So Mondays, I'm trying to have like as a designated podcast day if I can. But if I get busy and everything, like I feel like this is, I started this podcast at this point two weeks ago. So I've recorded five episodes in two weeks. So I'm very much like, it's fine. Like I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I would have content on a weekly basis for a while. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I wanted to talk a little bit about being a Grinch, but I'm like, should I save that for the next, the next time I want to talk? so that I can have a Christmas special. But I'm like, since I already started talking about it, I'm going to go into it. Ooh, okay. So I'm a Grinch. So that's like a thing because I'm like, I'm not a very merry person. Like holidays stress me out, but like at least they used to stress me out when I was much younger. It was like mostly like we go to church and then once we get back from church, like I remember there was this one year. Oh no, I'm, should I say it's on the podcast? I probably, I don't know. I don't know if my mom will ever find this podcast. I don't have to feel bad. So maybe I won't say it. But I just feel like it wasn't, it wasn't, it just, 
I don't know. Like, I just, I've never been a person who was, um, I've never been a person who was just merry, I guess, like on holidays. Like, I don't put up Christmas trees. Like, I don't do anything. I just want it to be over. Like, I don't know how to explain that. I don't know how to explain that. But, like, I went to, so I, as I mentioned in some episodes ago, like, I went to a co-worker's house for Thanksgiving. I met her family. She's great. Love her. And her family is great, too. And then her elder sister was like, oh, like, you know, have you put up any Christmas decorations? Because we're talking about Christmas decorations and, like, how they were doing this thing and their neighborhood this and stuff. And their neighborhood was going to do this and that and stuff. And I was like, I don't relate. I can't relate. I'm like, I'm just glad. Like, I usually just work. I mean, I don't work on Christmas Day. Like, I actually take Christmas Day off. And I usually just go somewhere that somebody else is cooking so that they can feed me. And then, yeah, like, that's usually my Christmas. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just a Grinch. Like, I don't know how to, I want to be, like, more excited. But I also don't. Like, I'm very much, like... I'm so used to my holidays just being like an, an extra day to have off, which I'm grateful for. But I don't really, I mean, my parents usually come, my, my whole family is usually together for New Year's. So I feel like New Year's is probably our like merry time, I guess. Like Christmas is just a, it's just a day that I like go to church and, and like that's, that's it. Like I don't do anything particularly like, like festive. I'm just not super festive and I... Maybe I'll become more festive at someday, but I just don't enjoy. I don't have the Christmas spirit is what I would say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the, ah, I said I was going to not say that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I went through, I think I went through this whole episode without even apologizing. And now at the end, I'm apologizing. What the hell? Anyway, fuck that. I'm not sorry. I'm a Grinch. And that's just, that's just where I'm at. Maybe someday I wouldn't be like, I feel like at some point in life, like, Maybe the idea of getting a tree and putting it up would be exciting, but I'm just not there. Like, I'm at the phase where I'm like, this is fine. Like, I'm like, I just, I'm glad I have an extra day off and I'm glad I get to eat free people's food or food from, food, free food from people. Free, yeah, there's a lot of Fs there. But, <laughs> but yeah, all in all, I'm like, that's, I'm a Grinch for Christmas and I need to actually watch that movie because I've never watched it. But I think I understand the sentiment of being a Grinch in general. And I'm like, I wish people the best and hashtag happy merriment, but it's just not my vibe. Oh yeah, back to the sister, because that was where I was going with it. Because she, this, she's her, my, my co-worker sister, she was like, oh, like, have you put up trees and any of that? And I was like, no, I don't really do much for the holidays. And she was like, why? And I was like, what? No one has ever asked me why before. I just don't. Like, I just don't. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, that's so weird. I mean, not that the question was weird from her. Like, she was very nice and um, she was very sweet. But, like, I just was very, like, hmm. I never, like, have thought about it in that way. I just don't. Like, I just have never felt this urge to buy a tree and put things on it in my own house. Like, just never, actually. I've just never felt that. And so, I mean, when I was younger, like, we had, like, a Christmas tree in our house growing up. But I don't know. Like, I just have never been merry in that regard. The holidays are just weird for me. I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to explain it. Hashtag trauma. I'll talk to my therapist about it. Anyway, but yeah. So those are just, uh, those are just, that's just that. So yeah. But yeah, on a, on a merrier note, like, thank you again for listening to my podcast. And uh, if you want to get more of this content, you can follow us on Instagram, us being me, Magical M, on Instagram at making me proud pod. I finally got to say that without, um, 
you know, choking on my words because I realize I, there's a lot of M's and P's in there. And so it's at making me proud pod at uh, on on Instagram. I'm dead on Instagram. And um, you, if you want to if you want to keep track, like get an automatic notification for a new episode on Spotify, you just have to follow and leave a five star review so that more people can find my podcast and hopefully not people I work with. But uh, if people I work with find out, then, yep, this is that's it. You know, if you're going to fire me, it's fine. Like, as I mentioned, it's going to be a lot of like a little bit of a headache for some months of, you know, using my savings to pay for my rent. But at the end of the day, everything will be fine in that regard. So I'm okay. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling maximum vibes. And so, yeah, with that, I think I should go to bed. And I need to text my friend that I might have to come later tomorrow because I want to sleep. I want to sleep in and, um, yeah, I don't want to wake up that early to drive. So it's all right. It's all right. Well, thank you. Kiss, kiss. And see you next time. Bye.